Somebody start off by saying that things might be weird. Somebody's going to be weird. I guess that's me, right? Weirdly strange. Weirdly strange. I feel like this thing's pulling on me. <clears throat> okay. Well, probably what I have to share is not going to be any different. Weirdly strange. But it's actually nothing new to you. But maybe it will help you understand and know what to do with what you've already learned. You know, sometimes that's our problem. We hear the revelation of God maybe over and over. And we do our best to walk in it. Sometimes walking in it is not the effort. It's the fact that we don't really understand. We don't know what God wants of of us in order to walk in His ways. So, Lord, I just pray for every one of us here this morning as we look into Your Word that we find the secrets of Your mystery, that You, by Your Holy Spirit, will indeed reveal to each one of us the things that we've heard, the things we've seen, but maybe we haven't understood or maybe we haven't believed. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to work in each of our lives that when we leave here today, we would leave with great anticipation knowing that you've done a a new thing in us. And not just in everybody else, but in me. And that because of it, I will go from here different, and I will walk different, and I will indeed be the new man that I I am in you, in Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to turn to Matthew chapter 12, that's where we're going to start. Now let let me preface what I'm going to share this morning with just a little explanation. I'm going to use several different words and phrases that basically mean the same thing. Pastors talk many times about the old man and the new man, and I'm going to talk some about that. I'm going to use the word nature, the old nature and the new nature, because that's what the Scripture uses. Or I may use the word heart. Sometimes Scripture refers to that old and new nature as the old and new heart. Or I may use the word flesh and spirit. Sometimes the old man is called flesh and the new man is called spirit. And sometimes I may use those interchangeably. So if I do, I want you to understand what I'm talking about. Let's read in verse 33, Matthew 12, 33. Either... Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. Now that's a foundational scripture when we're talking about the nature of man. When we're talking about the old nature or the new nature. It's important to understand that 
You cannot cross the two. When you have a, a tree that is an apple tree, it doesn't matter how you cultivate it or how you water it or how you fertilize it. It is never going to produce pecans. You understand that, right? It's just not going to happen. There's a scripture that you don't have to turn, but I'm going to read this to you. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So that's a principle that you've got to understand. You simply are never, ever, ever going to produce good fruit out of your old nature, out of your old man, out of your old heart, out of the flesh. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't matter how hard you try or how much you want it to happen. It's not going to happen. For that to happen, it would be just like the description he just gave us. The innocence, the trust of a sheep coming out of a ravenous wolf. That's how impossible it is for you and I in our old nature to produce good fruit. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. That's what it says. And you will know them by their fruit. You're going to know the seed by the fruit that it produces. You're going to know the old nature by fruit that comes from the old nature. Likewise, you're going to know the new nature by fruit that comes from the new nature. Now look, if you will, to 1 Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, Unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So you can love one another with a pure heart, and what's, what nature does that come from? It comes from the new, it comes from the spirit. Have you, have you learned that though you may have good intentions in loving people, you simply can't do it? You can't do it. You cannot love with the love of God, with a pure heart, fervently, people. Because people are unlovely. Now, 
You know, we look at outward beauty sometimes and we see a person that, that we think we can love. Ross, I bet you were attracted to Kim because of her beauty. And she's beautiful. But eventually, something that was not so beautiful comes out of Kim. Now, that's probably not true very often because Kim walks in the new person most of the time. But occasionally, she might get in that old man. And when she does, she's not very lovely. Ross is kind of, yeah. As beautiful as she is, in the old nature, none of us are lovable. And we all have experienced the the inability, the failure to be able to love one another fervently with a pure heart. That's, by the way, it's called agape love. That's the kind of love God has for us that's unconditional. It's there even when I don't feel like I'm very pretty, even when I'm not very lovable. It's still there. He says you can do that because you are born again of an incorruptible seed. You see, it's all about the seed. The nature of a man determines everything or is determined by the seed. The seed determines everything about your nature. Your actions, your thoughts, your behavior, your values, your purpose, your gifts your beliefs. Let me say that again. The seed of which a nature is born determines everything about that nature. Your thoughts, your actions, your behavior, your values, your gifts, your purpose, and your beliefs. Now, some of you are going to disagree with this, but it's true. You cannot decide what's important to you. You don't get to choose that. Whatever seed you're born of, whatever seed and the nature that comes from that seed you're living in, Decides all those things for you. You don't get a choice. The old nature of man is born of the seed of Adam. And that seed is a corrupt seed. It's got sin in the seed. And we'll talk more about that. But when you're born of that seed then the nature that comes out of that seed is flesh. In fact, there's a scripture in John chapter 3, verse 6. You might want to put that up there. John 3, 6. Most of you know this. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. 
Men cannot be reformed. Now, you're going to have to think about that because at first glance, you're going to disagree with that. You're going to say, I can change. I can be reformed. And our government talks all the time about reform. And they even try it. And they make laws saying, you've got to change this or this or this. But it never happens. It never really happens. Because men cannot be reformed. If they could, if men could be reformed, then they would have kept the law. But they couldn't. God says He looked for a man who was righteous. And how many did He find? None. Not one. He found none. Because men are born of a corrupt nature. Men are busy about doing Everybody probably that lives in today's society is very busy. Too busy. Busy with what? Busy with doing something. They said to Jesus, what must we do to do the works of God? And he said, this is the work of God that you believe on the one he has sent. That's what he said. That was all he said. They went on to say, yeah, 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 we know all about that, but what must we do? They didn't hear him. Are we hearing him? When he says, the will of God for you to do is to believe on the one he has sent. We're busy doing. We're busy out there trying to get men's approval. The scripture says this, How can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that comes from God only? Now don't raise your hand, but how many of you spend a whole lot of time and effort trying to look good in front of men? Yeah. Me too. But the Bible says, how can you believe if you do that? When you seek the honor of men and not the honor that comes from God only. Men are busy trying to accomplish. And by the way, all this stuff that I'm saying to you, you know how I know it? Yeah, you know. Men are busy trying to accomplish I asked the Lord, or the Lord asked me one time, what are you doing? What, what drives you? And as I thought about it, I had to admit, trying to accomplish, trying to finish a task, trying to complete something that is set before me. And why do I do that? Because it makes me feel good about myself. If I can accomplish something and look back on it and see that I've done something, it makes me feel good about me. And I like to feel good about me. How many of you like to feel good about you? All of you do. We like it. And we are driven to reach that feeling 
that good feeling that we get when we've accomplished. That's the nature of man. Busy trying to reform ourselves. Sometimes we're busy trying to reform everybody else. But we're busy about those kind of things. And finally, this old man is busy about death. Because the end result for the old man is death. And while we may not think about it a lot, all the things we're busy doing are working day after day after day after day to produce death. That's the end. That's the final result. I want to show you how the old man is... is the old man. It is the old nature. Not because of all the things I do. All the things I do are the result of being that old nature. Turn with me, if you will, to Romans chapter 5. I want to show you something here. Romans 5, verse 12. Wherefore, As by one man, and that was Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, I want you to get this now, nevertheless, death reigned over Adam, or from Adam to Moses even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. So what does that mean? That means that sin and the the resulting death of sin ruled over all men, including those that were between Adam and Moses, or between Adam and the law, who had not sinned like Adam did. You say, were there any of those? Probably not. But that's what made them sinful. Do you understand that your old nature is sinful? Most of you agree with that. But let me tell you this. It's not sinful because you commit sin. It was sinful before you committed sin. It was sinful when you were born. Because sin entered the world and spread to all mankind when Adam sinned. And you say, that's not fair. Well, maybe not. But that's still the way it is. Let me show you another scripture in Psalms 51. Psalm 51 verse 5. Behold... I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. That doesn't sound fair, does it? That even even my conception was sinful? 
that I was in sin from the very point of origination. That's what it says. So how did you get bad? How did you get to be the old nature from the seed of which you were born? And that seed is the seed of Adam. Okay, if you buy that, then how are you going to get good? How are you going to get in the new nature? The same way. You've got to get born of a different seed. You've got to get born again of an incorruptible seed. Now before I leave the old man, I want to describe him a little further. These are all things that the Lord's shown me in me. So if you can relate, great. The number one thing about the old nature, it's self-centered. It's proud, it's controlling, it's manipulating, and it is contentious. Does it fit? Do you relate? Now, I'm not talking about what you look like to everybody else. Because we're all pretty good at covering up. Especially at church. You notice that? We're real good. But you know, I've known Jerry a long time. I've known him long enough that I've seen him when he forgot to cover. That's the man I'm talking about. That's the one you know of yourself. He's not very pretty, but let's talk about a new man. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, a new heart. God gives us a new heart. And if you look, do you have that in the message, Rod? You have that scripture in the message? If you, if you do, put it up there. Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six, in the message. I think this version describes the new heart better than any I've seen. Yeah. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's what? God-willed, not self-willed. That's the description of the two natures. The new man is God-willed. It's centered on God. It's centered on doing God's will rather than my will. Okay, when does this happen? When does being a new man happen? Well, it happens at rebirth. It happens when you're born again. Remember, remember what I said? To be a new man, you've got to be what? Born of an incorruptible seed. You've got to start over. God's never been interested in reform. He's interested in starting over. So this happens at rebirth. And what, it, what do we call it? What have we been learning happens at this point of rebirth? 
pastor calls it the exchange. The word atonement in, in Romans 5 that we talked about earlier actually is interpreted exchange. Christ exchanged a whole new character in my behalf. He took away my old one. He gave me a new one. He took my old heart. He gave me a new heart. And that happened at the point of rebirth. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us that the resurrection of the dead is this. It is sown in corruption. That's the old man. It is raised or resurrected in incorruption. The seed of man is, very, is from the very beginning corrupt. It's corrupt and it's never going to be incorrupt. It's always going to be corrupt. As I walk in the old man, I cannot help but be corrupt. But as I walk in the new man, which is resurrected from the dead, remember what he said? I was crucified with Christ, but likewise I was raised with him to walk in newness of life. That's in Romans 6. So I was crucified with him. Old man died. Old man put in the grave. And I was resurrected with him. A new man. A new nature. One that is incorrupt. This new nature, according to the scripture, is described this way. If any man be in Christ, and see, that's, that's where you are if you're a new creature. If you're a new nature, you're in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's a description of you if you've been born again into the new nature. And he goes on to say that we have put off the old man and been renewed in the spirit of our mind and put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of God. Now let me tell you something that you're not going to like when I first say it. The Bible says that man was created in the image of God. And he was. Adam was created in the image of God. He looked just like God. But when Adam sinned, he lost that image. Because he took on a nature that was not of God. And he lost that image. But according to the scripture I just quoted in Colossians, and it's also in Ephesians, when we put on the new man, we are renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created us. So once again, in the new man, we, we look like God. First John says, What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God? And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. We look just like God as a new man. That's what the Scripture says. 
So the question is this. Which nature or which heart do I live in? The heart of the old is of the seed of the old, and the heart of the new is of the seed of the old. The fact is, we have two hearts. We have two natures. But according to the Scripture and what Christ has done for us, we have taken a step from the old to the new. And Jesus described it this way. I say unto you, He that hears my word and believes on him that sent me, is that you? If you're a believer, you've heard the word of God, you believe it. He's heard my word and he believes on him who sent me, has everlasting life. That's you, right? And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Now, when did that happen? Notice he uses the word is past. He is past from death unto life. So death... is already conquered. Now that doesn't mean our bodies won't die. Body's still going to die. But death to the old man has already happened. And man has passed. Jesus said he believe he hears, he believes on the one he has sent and he is no longer under condemnation but is passed. From death unto life. That's in John 5, 24. When did that happen? It happens now. Death, the scripture says, has no more dominion over you. When? Now. Right now. So here's, here's the principle I want you to hear. Birth. The birth of the seed the birth of the seed of God, the birth of the incorruptible seed of God, trumps death. Birth trumps death. The end result of the new man is life. I told you earlier the end result of the old man is death. But birth trumps death. You see it? Now, I want to end with this, and I want you to get this. This will help you as you go about your, your daily walk. I said before that we have two hearts or two natures. I just said that one of those died with Christ and the other one lives. So the question is, which do you believe? Do you believe you're a new creation in Christ? Or are those just nice words that you can quote? Most of you can quote 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. See there, I did it. Aren't you proud of me? Joanna can do it too. 
All of you can probably say that. Do you believe it? Do you believe what the Scripture says? Or do you believe something else? A few days ago I was praying and God spoke this to me. Experience always teaches you. But experience does not always teach you correctly. You know, I've, I've discovered that of all my years, and I've got quite a few, and of all my experiences, everything I've learned hadn't been right. Some of it's been wrong. Some of it's taught me erroneously. Experience is a teacher, but it's not always a good teacher. Experience is a standard that most of us live by. Thomas said in John chapter 20, I'm not going to believe that Jesus is resurrected from the dead until I can thrust my hand into his side and my finger into the nail prints in his hand. And Jesus came along a little later and said, Okay, Thomas, stick your finger in. And he bowed down and he said, My Lord and my God. And he said, Because you see, you believe. Blessed are those who don't see and still believe. So experience is like Thomas. He got to see. That's what experience does for you. It lets you see. And you can believe that way. But it won't always be correct. See, experience is real easy to believe. Because if you look back at your experience and make that the standard by which you believe, it's easy to believe. I've seen it, so I can believe it. It's been my experience, so it must be true. But I'm here to tell you, a lot of our experience is not true. And it's not correct in the sense of the new man. What really is correct, though, is what God says. And God says in His Word... And by His Spirit. So, do my beliefs line up with God's Word and God's Spirit? Or do my beliefs line up with my experience? In fact, will I choose to live in the old man based on my experience? Or will I walk in the new man based on the standard of the Word of God? Well, what does the Word of God say? In Romans chapter 8, verse 7, if you put that up there. Romans 8, verse 7 and 8. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. So then they that are in the flesh, or the old man, cannot please God. But, that's real big but there. You are not in the flesh, the old man, but in the spirit, the new man, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. If you're born of the incorruptible seed of God, then the Holy Spirit dwells in you. That's what happens when you get born again. A new seed 
gets into you. It's a new nature. It's the nature of God. It's the Spirit of God. And if He dwells in you, the Bible says, you're not of the flesh, of the old man, but of the new. Now that's what the Scripture says. That's what God says about you. Do you believe it? Or do you believe your experience? Do you believe the experience you had last night where you yelled at your wife, condemned yourself, beat yourself up? Oh, nobody else knew it, but you did it. Thought about life in terms of all that you hear on the news. Sometimes the news is our standard. Folks, here's what we got to do. we got to make a choice between which nature we're going to believe. And you can believe either one of them. The old one's around. If you want to believe him in all of his lies, you can do it. But all of his ways are based on your experience. All of the new man's ways are based on the Word of God and what God says about you. Are you going to believe what God says or are you going to believe your experience? And I'll tell you, the experience is a lot easier to believe. It's a lot easier. You've seen it. It works. Sometimes the news is hard to believe because all you have is a word. But it's enough. It's enough. You can do it. So I want to challenge you. And I'm a, I'm, I want you to come back next week because I've got some more things that I'm going to give you that will, I believe, help you to, to do what I'm saying right here. It will help you to walk in the newness of life that we have in Jesus Christ rather than in the old ways of the flesh. So go this week and choose to believe that I really am a new creation. That I am not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, because the Spirit of God dwells in me. Just go try that. See if it doesn't change things in your life. Lord, I pray for all of us that we would indeed lay aside our experience as the standard and take up your word and your spirit as our guide into all truth and walk therein, believing that we are who you say we are and we are not just a product of our own experience our old man. But we are new, created to live in the newness of life that we have in you. Amen. Okay.